about the discussion between the king and the Chacham of Yishmael. And basically, he goes through the same starting point that the Chacham of Paras went through, that believes in the fact that the world was created, that there's an interaction between a person and between the Creator, that there's reward and punishment, except, in, obviously, he explains in the way that Islam understands what reward and punishment mean, and then it's not a physical thing. But the main point is that they claim that they had a prophet who basically undid the whole Torah. Even though that was originally given, but they had a prophet, and he came and changed everything about who it was directed for. He changed it from being a Torah which was given to Jewish people to one which was given to the Muslims, and also changed all the mitzvahs as well. And now besides for the fact that we have the same argument that we had before, <coughs> because I could have said the same thing again, but there's another angle he's going to take over here, and this revolves around the question, which is the central tenet of Islam, and that is that they believe in Muhammad as a prophet. They uh, believe in Muhammad as a prophet. And the, what the Khazari is going to ask him is, what makes you decide somebody is a prophet? How do you decide someone's a prophet? Because they come and tell you I'm a prophet, we accept them. What kind of proof do you need to be able to tell us you're another? Because otherwise, anybody could make up anything and say, I've been given a divine message and I'm accepted from it. Now the truth is, before I go to what the Khazari says, the Torah discusses this. And the Torah says, straight away, if a person comes to you and he says that he has a message, he has to give a nas and the mephis. He has to give us a sign. He has to tell us, predict to us what's going to happen in the future. Right? Normally people don't have knowledge of what's going to happen in the future. They definitely don't have an accurate knowledge of what's going to happen in the future. Even if they can have a general trend of what they think is going to happen, but uh, when it's going to be accurate to every detail, for sure they don't know. And therefore, if you want to know that is somebody coming to us with the message which was given to him by Hashem, right? So how are you going to try that out? You're going to test him and say, give us a, tell us what's going to happen, which is something obviously the human being doesn't have access to in the future. And if it's taken true, exactly when he says every single point, then we understand that he's been given a message. Without that, he just comes to give us uh, instructions, what to do, what not to do. So without some kind of verification that he's a Navi, why should we accept that? But to the Jewish Nadim, were they put to that test? So there's two, says the Rambam. You're asking a good question. So it depends. If a previous Navi appoints the next Navi to replace him, so then he's, he's the recommendation of the Novi before, and after an Eliyahu Novi, everybody knew was a Novi. There was no one to question that. When Eliyahu said, I'm appointing Elisha as my, so to speak, my, my disciple who's going to continue after me, no one questioned Elisha. Eliyahu Novi sanctioned him. He said he's an ex-Novi. So we accept one Novi to appoint another Novi. He has the, which, we're relying on him, and he tells us this person's a Novi as well. But if a person would come without that, without being, so to speak, given the task, given the task by a previous Navi, then he has to prove himself less. We don't just accept the being. Are there any examples, though, like Yeo or any of the rest of them? Are there examples of Navim who had to bring us a proof? Yeah. I mean, not every Navi was. Most of the Navim were students of each other. But there were, there were Navim for sure. They had to come and they had to tell us what was going to happen in order for us to accept them as Navim. Now, the Nevi'i Shekha, they just didn't bring proof, they didn't bring the ones that quoted, but they were listening to them. The Nevi'i Shekha weren't able to bring proof. Not accurate proof. The Rambam writes this as well. 
And that's the problem. That's the problem. That when someone isn't established as a Navi, and people accept what he's saying, so there's no guarantee what he's saying is right. Right. Now, this is why this is not specifically to Islam, is because even according to the claim of the Muslims, Muhammad never did anything to prove he's a Navi. He claimed he's a Navi, and based on that, he, he gave them instructions. He changed what the, he distorted he the Torah and gave different sets of laws to keep to the Muslims. But there was never anything he did to show he was a Navi. He never predicted the future. And uh, he never did anything miraculous which anyone could base the fact that he was a Navi on. Everything he said happened to him was always in a dream. And everything, every vision he claims to have seen was always in a dream. So what the Gazari is going to ask is, you say he's your Navi, and you say he's your prophet that you're relying on, what did he do to show he's a prophet? And that's what he says. Amal al-Kazari. Misha writes in the Yashar, I said, Dvara alaykim. Somebody, but you want to accept that he's telling us honestly the word of Hashem. And you want to clarify through him that Hashem speaks to people. This show us clear things which we can't argue with. And once we've got the clear proof, with the clear proof, then you really have to believe. It's not easy to understand that Hashem will speak to a person, but if he has clear proof, we'll accept Hashem speaks to a person. And if that's the case, he says, I, not, I won't believe what you're telling me until you show me some kind of proof that Muhammad is a prophet. So what is the the Chacham of the Islam telling back? He says, no, there were miracles he did, but they aren't written down in the, in the, so to speak, as a part of what he gave us, what he gave them as their scriptures. So Kazari doesn't accept it. Amar Kazari, Aina das neichel ahoydash yesh lebari chevrin basavadam kim b'mayfes shemhatu choytevadvar. We're not going to accept that Hashem speaks to a person unless He shows us something supernatural, something which is miraculous. Today, she idea ki zel leyachal alav elamish shebarad varimai. That way, Hashem shows He's talking to this person because what the person says is going to happen, or what the person makes happen, is something which isn't within human ability. And therefore, if a person can show that he has the ability to do things which aren't within human capability, it shows Hashem is working with him, then we can understand this person is on the level to, so to speak, interact with Hashem. Not only that, it has to be in front of a lot of people. You obey them, the super are nice. They'll check up what they saw, they'll examine it. Until no one has any sophic that it was like a slate of hand or some kind of magical trick. But it has to be seen by enough people to give it veracity. And if that's the case, then we can accept. This person obviously is, has the ability to, uh, to interact with Hashem, and that's why he can do things which are miraculous. Is he taking a shot of Christianity in that way? Uh, I'm taking a shot of Christianity too, for sure. But you can't say that. But uh, when he talks about Muhammad, the truth is Muhammad did even less. Muhammad never did anything. Like I said, every, the whole religion is based on what he said he saw in dreams. He never tried to do anything to prove that he could do something out of the, out of the norm. So anything miraculous. How did the first person believe him? I guess he had that personality? Uh, he was very convincing. He never didn't even got killed. So, when he had a... So, <laughs> people accepted out of force. 
as with questions, it's, it's very easy to get this, but it's not. So in those days, it was very easy. If it was a real Navi, you did something, a simon, and people. But nowadays, we have dust terror. How do we know who's the quote-unquote Navi of nowadays? It's not Navi. No, 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 I don't mean Navi. I mean uh, dust terror. Some are real, some are not. That's a question. Wait for the Chacham to come. When the Chacham arrives and sees uh, the picture, it's one of the things he's going to talk about eventually. Right. But in the meantime, a Navi has to prove he's a Navi. And then after that, that he's shown us convincingly that he's a Navi, and then also we hope people accept what he has to say. Because unfortunately, our history has shown us, even our own Jewish history, that even the Vim who we knew in the Vim, Kaishal didn't always listen to the Navi. Yirmiyahu Navi was clearly a Navi. Right? And he claimed that he, for years he was telling the Jews to the Jew, no one listened to him. So even after, it's not that we accept right away what somebody says is a Navi. Right? Even after a person is shown to be a Navi, Navi MS, even then, Halavai will be able to will accept what he says. Right. And then he says, and Bichlau, we're going to explain a bit more when we talk about how Navi has to work. It's, it's hard for, to imagine that a person can be on the level that he can hear Hashem. It's possible. But we don't accept from anybody that they're on that level unless they can show to us that, they, that they're on that level. That's what he says. The creator of this world, the next world, the malachim, everything spiritual, can connect with a person who's, by comparison, is like insignificant. And he can interact with Hashem. So we don't assume the average person can do that. It has to be somebody that we've shown that he can because it's not the assumption that everyone's not. And therefore says the king to the Chacham of the Ishmaelim, you haven't given me any reason to, to explain, to convince me why I should believe that Muhammad was a Navi. And then obviously if that's the case, the whole religion falls apart. It's all based on the fact that Muhammad, they trust what he says and then there's no, no, no point in religion. Now look what the Ishmaeli answers him. Amr HaChacham, V'alay Sefer Tarasaynu, even their Torah, the Quran, no one argues with the story of the Jewish people. Right? That Moshe uh, brought the Makkah to Mitzrayim. He split the sea. He saved the Jews. He drowned the Egyptians. He brought them the man. They ate for 40 years. He spoke with Moshe Rasina. He made the sun turn still for Yeshua. And all these things was the whole world could see. And if you're going to go back more than that, the Mabul, the story of Dara Palog, the story of Stam, all these things were witnessable by lots of people. And these are all clear, clearly visible proof that miracles happened. Now, obviously, it didn't answer the question. What the king was asking, wasn't asking, is can there be a Navi? Or, like the philosophers, there's also been an argument with the philosophers. Is it possible for the divine to interact with people, or to act in a miraculous fashion? That wasn't the question. The king, what the king asked him was, what's your proof that Muhammad was a Navi? Right? The Torah is a different story. Where's your proof from Muhammad? He didn't answer that. He didn't answer that, which is why the king gave up the discussion with him. Omar Khazari... You aren't saying anything to me, so there's no argument. I'm going to go ask the Jews. Why? 
If Nashem Sharish Bnei Yisrael, because then it's the descendants of Bnei Yisrael, if Nashem Yerushem Hatayna Varaya Lechol Baldas. I see every religion always goes back to the same point. That's the starting point of any religion is the story of the Torah. Kiyesh Lebarit Torah Baritz. That's the only proof that there's a Torah in the world. And therefore, he dismisses the, the Islamic well, cleric also. What was he thinking, Muhammad? Someone asked him a question and he just avoided it. Like, it's, it's the Arab. You're asking a, a good question. Maybe he says it's right, but I'll explain. There's another point to it. You have to understand the way they think. Okay, so therefore, at this point of the discussion, and this is where the Kazari really starts. Until now, he was just telling us a story which he set up of the king, telling us his disagreements with all the other, let's say, belief systems that there were. And now really is when you're going to establish, uh, discuss, the Muna of Klai Yisrael, this is the point where it starts, where the Chacham comes into the picture, and that's the rest of the you're going to learn, but just, we'll talk about next time, we'll start this, the, in the dialogue between the Chacham, who said his name is Yisrael Saragasa, and the king of the Khazari. How many religions were around at that, that time of those religions? There were probably a lot of pagan religions, but the main world says there were also Christianity and Islam. Meaning, so he only felt the need to, to write that he went over to the Greeks, the Christians, and most he went, because else, there was, no point well, there was the, no, not there wasn't a point, but that, that that brought him back to the Torah. Meaning everybody always started with one person at right. the same time as everybody. Right. Uh, always going back to the Torah. I see everyone's going back to the Torah, and therefore I have to discuss the, I have to have to discuss with the Jews. Now, what's the what's the important underlying point to which we have to understand, and that's uh, what was asked correctly. What was the Chacham Yishmaelim thinking? Now, what are the requirements to be a Navi? What's the requirement to be a Navi? The person wants to be a Navi. Was well, just like a random pick that somebody has to be a Navi, so I shouldn't just choose a random, someone choose a job. Right? We know as Tlai Yisrael, that's not the point. We know as Tlai Yisrael that there are requirements to be a Navi. And not only that, we know what the requirements are. We know what the requirements are. And not only that, we know the way to get there. We have one technical problem, and that is today there's no Navi anymore in the world. Hashem blocked that option like we spoke about previously, but without that, we would know the route to get there. And the route is, is called Mesir Esisharim. Today we have Mesir Esisharim which starts from Torah, to Mes- which brings to Zahirus, Zerizus, Nakius, Precious, Chasidus, Tyra, Yira, Kedosha, and then Ruach HaKodesh. Right? That's what we have today. Because that's the highest we can go. But when there was Nebu, the next level after Ruch HaKadosh would be Nebu. Because we can't say that anymore because it's not an option. But there's a way to get there. And what's the way to get there? We understand that Nebu is an experience of spirituality. The more a person is connected to physicality, the less he's able to relate to spirituality. And therefore, the process of divesting oneself from physicality is, the, is climbing the first rung of the ladder to spirituality. And the more a person detaches himself from the physical part of himself, the more he can connect to something spiritual. And therefore, the Novi needs to be on the Darga. The Novi needs to be on the Darga of somebody who we can understand is on a high enough level of spirituality that he can accept Nevo. A person who is not on that level won't become a Novi. It's not practical. Even when Nevo is an option, a person has to be in spiritual enough to pick it up. And who says this to us? I'll tell you who says this to us. The Vital Mir of the Arizal, Rechaim Vital, wrote a Sefer called Shari Kedusha. And he writes in Akdam of Yisrael. 
Because people think in today's, in today's day and age, which was in the 1500s, people think today's day and age that it's impossible to have a spiritual experience. That you can't speak to Eliyahu Anobi, you can't relate to Nishamas of Tadikim who already died, you can't, you can't hear Malachim. And says, that's not true. The only thing you can't do is be a Navi, because Hashem is Hashem stuff. Everything else you can do. So why don't people do it? He says, it's partial. They're too physical. They aren't on a high enough level of spirituality to relate to these things. And therefore he says, I'm going to write you a to teach you how to do it. And that's the Hakdomus, he's saying, Shari Kedusha. Yeah. Shari Kedusha. Now, I don't think a Christ for the result. But you're welcome to try. Now, the, the point is like this. Therefore, therefore, it's not just the fact that a person has to show us that he's a Navi by, by, by bringing a nest, by doing something miraculous, by telling us the future. The first, place, the first point in being a Navi is it has to be somebody who we could understand this is the kind of person who makes sense as a Navi. He's on a high enough level. Somebody who's a Yagabatari, somebody who's a, been attacking his myth, somebody who's Polish from Olamazir, whatever it's going to be, right, there's certain base points which we would understand. If we had to pick the Navi, he would fall in the kind of category we would assume would be the one who would be it. That's understood. That's what we understand. Because that's what we understand Novi has to be. By the Arabs, by Islam, this idea of detachment from the physical doesn't, isn't a part of their religion. And the proof of that is... The proof of it is, what's the Olam Haba? What's the future they're looking forward to? A person we can, like you said, we can eat, we can drink, and we can do our rice. So how, how much lower do you want the Olam Haba to be than that? And if that's the case, right then the, the being a Novi isn't a, a level of spirituality. It's not required. It's not something which they can relate to. Now, therefore, what the Arab understood the question that Kazari was asking is, who says anybody can be a Novi? Because there's no reason why Moshe can be a Novi more than, more than Muhammad. Right? It's a, there's, no, there's no requirements to be a Novi. Just somebody has to do the job, and therefore somebody has to do the job. So just like you understand that Moshe was a Novi then, Muhammad was a Novi now. It doesn't start. The mistake here is, is that it's not a random thing. That a person can be a Navi without any being zeichet to be a Navi. Being on the level of being a Navi. By us, somebody who was illiterate and couldn't read, and therefore didn't know anything, would never be a Navi. A Navi is a level of, uh, has to be a very high target. That I didn't say it like that. And that's why when the king asked him, prove he's a Navi. Right? You have to tell me. If you have to prove somebody is a Navi in Klai Yisra, the starting point has to be, firstly, he's right. He's right. He's on a high enough target. It's possible he would be the Novi. Now, besides that, how do I know he actually was? So then I have to show that he did something miraculous. But by then, it didn't start like that. There, isn't, there aren't requirements. There isn't a process of becoming more spiritual. And therefore, he how says... Does he pick? That's what happens. That's what happens. They only have one. That's what happens. Where do you see that they weren't of him at all? So I'll show you that Moshe Rabbeinu is a Novi. But they don't see the difference between Moshe Rabbeinu and Muhammad, Muhammad. That's, that, that's what the Kazari says to him. He says, I see, I want to talk to you about right? You're telling me that the, the, that the only proof is that anything that happened to Moshe Rabbeinu. He took us out of Mitzrayim, they brought us the Torah. Those are public miracles which no one can argue with. So that was Nevoah. Okay, so I have to talk to the Jews. That, 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 the claim of Nevoah is going back to them. But to extrapolate and say, and say because he was an Avi, other people could be in the Dream too. There's no comparison. There's no comparison. Not every, not, 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 it's not a random thing. Once I see this in the vulnerable, anybody can be a Navi. I have to, each Navi, I have to weigh up and show that he was worthy of being a Navi. And what he says is, uh, is verifiable, is accurate. And the Kuzar, the 
He understood the concept of Naf at this stage. The Kachal's going to say this He understood that Naf, that you can't prove to me that because Moshe was a Navi, I accept everyone as a Navi. And that's what he said. I have to go, if you, if, if the, the proof you're basing what you're saying on is that the fact that the Navi happened by the Jews, I'm going to go to the Jews. Like I said, he didn't want to do it originally because he thought that if they're such a small people, persecuted, uh, and the, then that, that would be a reason not to, not to accept what they say. But being as both religions based the principles of religion in his, in his case, and this is going to be one of the big points the Chacham is going to explain to you, we'll see you next week, Based Hashem. Both, both, both of them learn the principles of what religion means from Yerushkai. So he said, I'm going to have to learn from the Jews. That's where the base is coming from. And like I said, this was an introduction to the Ikka part of the Sefer, which is to understand the Minas Yisrael, which Hashem will discuss next week.